You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The buck goes with Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have our co-host, Jim Rosati. Jim, welcome to Starbucks. We're back. I know. I think it's been like three or four weeks since we've done Starbucks. It's been a while. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Has it, it hasn't been that long, right? Maybe it has. I don't know. Well, I think last week we were going to do it, but then I was too tired. So It was something like that. But then we had, we, you know, we did NSN Live. and Right, right. Did we not do it the week before, though, I feel? I don't remember. Maybe I'm not. Sure. Maybe we <laughs> didn't. Yeah. I know the show's been kind of sporadic here. The news yeah. has been very sporadic, though, as well. So, yeah. Not a lot happening, but. It's, I mean, think about it. It's hard enough to have, like, two shows a week for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Anyway. So to have two shows a week after the season before anything major happens and, you know, free agency and stuff like that. I mean, come yeah. on. But yes, I mean, let's say, let's say we have a lot of news today to talk about. Yeah, we've got a lot. Um, there was a free, there was an actual major league free agent signing, which I'm shocked that there was one. Let alone one, let, and, and not only was it that this early, but um, yeah, free agent signing. We have a new hitting coach. Um, Baseball America released their top 10. So we've got some stuff to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, we do. And uh, I guess I'll just get into it. There's there's no need. No one cares what we've been doing for the past three weeks, you know? No it's cold. No That's all. Uh, Thanksgiving's yeah. tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And that's all. Yeah. So let's get into it. So I guess let's start with the free agency. Let's start with that. As you mentioned, the Pirates signed an actual free agent. This isn't a, you know, the minor league deal. You're invited to spring training. This is an actual free agent. Not a whole lot of money. Um, but let's let's say this. This is a guy that the Pirates are supposed to have four years ago. They're supposed to trade Josh Bell, Tyler Glass now, Mitch Keller, like the entire farm to get them. And they're just too cheap. They're too dumb to get them. And now they finally did. Jose Quintana is a Pittsburgh Pirate for $2 million. Right. Yeah, they, they, they acquire Jose Quintana. Unfortunately, it's like four years after people were clamoring, you know. <laughs> uh, I think it was 2017 is when people were like, that sounds we about need right. to get this guy. Um it was probably 2015 too, but tw- I think 2017 was the year, and then the Cubs got him instead. Um, yeah, so Quintana signed one year, two million dollars, um, just to kind of give you. I mean, everybody's aware of who this guy is. He's been in the majors since 2012. Um, you know, he was really solid with the White Sox, right? I mean, yes. one of just a steady top of the rotation type of guy like a solid number two starter basically for you know better part of five years or so um 
goes to the Cubs. So we saw him a little bit with the Cubs in the division. And, um, you know, he wasn't as good with the Cubs as he was with the White Sox, but he was still he was still useful. Right. I mean, he was still, you know, pretty useful, at least for the first two years there with the Cubs um, in 2020. Uh, you know, the shortened season, he didn't pitch a lot. He only threw 10 innings in 2020. Um, and then last year we saw him. He played on on two teams, so he started off with the uh, with the Angels, and the Angels kind of used him. He started ten games, but he also threw fourteen games out of the bullpen last mm-hmm. year with the Angels, and that was really his first time throwing out of the bullpen in his career. Uh, and then you know the the Giants also acquired him, uh, and he threw five games you know, out of the bullpen for the Giants. But uh, yeah, so he, he didn't he didn't really pitch a ton of innings last year or the year before. He was used mostly out of the bullpen. And a few things kind of happened, like if you're looking at like his numbers, right? His strikeouts went up, right? Pitching out of the bullpens, his strikeout numbers went way up. His walk numbers also, though, went way up. And he gave up a lot of home runs. So like it, it was it was a weird year. Um I would imagine the Pirates are planning on using him in the starting rotation. I don't think the Pirates give a $2 million deal to somebody that they think they're going to put in the bullpen. Um, so my, my, my assumption here is he's going back into the starting rotation. And honestly, I, I was, when it first happened, I was a little, we'll, we'll talk about kind of my thoughts on it, but he's, he's useful. You know, he's useful. <laughs> That's a polite way of um, yeah, so that, that's kind of I'll go into more detail here later on, but that's pretty much the gist on Quintana. Um, he's he's I say he's kind of he's just been using the bullpen lately the past two years, but I, I think he can still start, and I think that's the Pirates' plan with him. All good details. Um, I, I agree pretty much with everything that you said. You know, I think he'll be used as a starter. That, that's why he's here. Pirates going to probably need starting rotation depth, you know, at least at the very, very beginning. And this could definitely be something where he transitions into the bullpen. But I think by all means, he's given the keys to the starting rotation job in spring training. Um, but to speak about Jose Quintana, you know, and this might be, well, this is definitely probably before your time. Not even sure you're aware, but this is, he was one of my dudes. Like Jose Quintana has been one of my dudes. Always. I've loved Jose Quintana. Thought he was a very, very underrated player. Even though he's the guy that no one really knew about. It was Chris Sale, Chris Sale. But it's like, hey, there's Jose Quintana back there. He's a really good pitcher. You know, and he and he was, like you said, he was very steady. He's your number two guy. Um, I loved him. I would have loved Jose Quintana to be on the Pirates. You know? Mm-hmm. But his career hasn't really projected to be as... Maybe not projected, trajected. Hasn't projected in the way I, I, I expected. I don't think a lot of people did. You know, like you said, when you got to the Cubs... Eh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't who they traded Eloy Jimenez for. You know, it's not the guy they expected right. to get in return. Um, his numbers really declined. Although, like you said, he was still useful. Well, it wasn't like he just was terrible by any means. I mean, he was still was very useful for the Cubs at that time. Um, last year was just a miserable, terrible year for him all around. Like you said, though, it's weird. Like his strikeouts did really increase, but so did everything else. Um. When you look at his underlying like numbers, that they're very poor. Uh, 
if you're just going on the baseball savant page, right? Just the eye test, looking at that, it's a lot of blue, except for the K rate. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, he's at the end of his career. You know, I'm not expecting like I don't look at the signing as of oh my god, we got Jose Quintana. Like it's it's finally we did it. You know, the Pirates got Jose Quintana. I look at it as well. It's kind of late, but but I don't hate it. I don't hate the deal. I mean, where the Pirates are at, they're kind of in no man's land right now. They're not going to be good. We want them to project to be better. You know, we think this is a year that they can improve upon. Hell, it's a free agent signing, like you said. It's it's not it's not too terrible. Like they could have done a lot worse, right? They could have got. I don't know. I don't even know what to put out there, but they, they could have done worse, but they absolutely could have done better too. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think some people are comparing this like, well, you know, it's in between a Cahill and Tyler Anderson signing. And I think that's, that's probably fair to say. Both of those came with risks, mm-hmm. you know, and Jose Quintana definitely comes with his fair share of risks. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of upside to him, but he could be, he he could be Tyler Anderson. I don't think and I don't expect him to be as productive as Tyler Anderson was this past year. But he could be that crafty veteran that just, you know, stabilizes and gives you innings this year and you call it a day. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what just absolutely shocked me is that he and Tyler Anderson are the same age. So like, I saw you, you say that actually. There's why did that shock you? <laughs> I think it's just because I feel like Quintana's been around forever. Okay. Like I was expecting, like before I went and looked at any of his numbers or went to any of his pages, I was like, we assigned this like 36-year-old dude. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, he's 32, right? Um, but uh it yeah, shocked me. I was I was very surprised. Quintana Tyler Anderson, both born in the same year. You couldn't have, I, I would not have ever thought that. Um, and, and like when I first heard of it, I, I was real, real negative on the deal. Um, just because I was, you know, <laughs> upset <clears throat> that uh, I'm still upset about the Wade Miley situation. So I, I don't know if I can get over that just, just quite yet. But, um, if you're if if you're signing Quintana, you know, and you're and you're you're letting people like Wade Miley pass over, it's just like you know, we're obviously not going to try much next year, which just just makes me upset. Um, but that'll be a different podcast for a different day. Uh, but but looking looking again at Quintana, um, I do think he can, you know, be useful. I think you, there is a good shot, honestly, that he could become the next Tyler Anderson, you know, kind of looking at it now. Um, really, you're just looking for somebody who can throw innings consistently uh, and not be awful. And he has shown in the past that those are things that he can do, right? Um, he hasn't shown it the last year, but we can also chalk it up to, Hey, it was his first time throwing out of the bullpen. Maybe he was doing stuff different. I, I, I don't know what, what to say there. Like, like you mentioned his, uh, his stat cast page is not pretty. Um, you know, not, not, doesn't look good, but if you look at say 20, 
19, you know, it also still didn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it, it never has. Like, looking back, he he's always had a lot of blue. I, I feel like he's always kind of been a guy where, like, his stuff was never all that great. He just kind of figured a way to – he's a good pitcher. Yes. You know? Like, he's mm-hmm. just he, – he knows how to pitch. Um, so – there's there's no no there's no reason why I don't believe that you know if Jose Quintana is a starting pitcher for an entire season, like the guy can put up a two war season and be an average major league starter, like a an an average number four starter on a good team. Like I I think that he could do that. Okay. Still at this age. So, so there's, there's, I think, look, so looking back on all that, I like this signing. $2 so, million dollar deal. He can go into the rotation. Mm-hmm. He can be at least useful. And if he's good, you can, you can use him for something. A couple of things I want to touch on that you said in there. Um, you did take a lot of heat. For some reason, you took a lot of heat about the Jose Katana versus Wade Miley. Just in that sense. I mean, because we did discuss that. We discussed that on it was your yeah. last show or the show before, where yeah. like the pirates could have just got him. Literally just could have said, Wade Wiley, Wade Miley, you're mine. And that's it. Right. Yeah. No one claimed him. They went free agent, Cubs pick him up. Um and, and you said that, you know, like this kind of pisses me off. Like they could have had Wade Miley and you know, here's Jose Quintana, and everyone's like, You're an idiot. Wade Wiley's terrible. Jose Quintana's an ace. I mean, of course, they didn't go that far, but you know, it's like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. with you. I think I would much rather have Wade Miley. I'm not looking and stating that he's going to be a five-war pitcher. I'm not saying that I firmly believe that that's the guy he was last year and such, but I do believe he's got a little more bullets in the pan tank, you know, and mm-hmm. he's probably a better pitcher than Jose Quintana, and you could have just. Could just had him. <laughs> could have just been yours and Jose Quintana right. if you wanted. So yeah, you could have both. <laughs> Why not both? So I don't know if I understand all the hate that you got for that. Um, but it is what it is. It's Twitter. Gotta love it. Also, with that said, about Jose Quintana, um, I guess looking back, like at the Tyler Anderson situation, like when we looked back at Tyler Anderson, right, signing him, I think the big thing with him was like, you know, he's always been like a a decent pitcher, right? Much like Quintana, he's not, he's kind of crafty. I mean, he's not too, 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 I don't know, sexy in regards of like, you know, his stuff or whatever. But I think the thing was him was like, well, you know, he's going to get out of Colorado. Like stuff's going to play better. He's getting out of Colorado. Um, he hasn't pitched as long. So I guess there's that little bit of like, he's newer where Jose Quintana has, has like a, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of innings on the arm, if you can say. Like, I guess that's where you're going, yeah. like the age-wise. Yeah. I mean, he he started much younger. Um, but I think with, like, Tyler Anderson, I think you felt like he was still the same guy. Like, he doesn't diminish. He's just been in Colorado for the most part. And he just is what he is. With Jose Quintana, I think there's a clear track of he's diminished. And I think that's where I'm at. And that's why I feel... I'd be more hopeful, like with Tyler Anderson, you know, than Jose Quintana. Mm-hmm. Um, could he be a two-word player? 
I mean, I guess he could. You know, if Wade Miley could be a five-word player, I guess Jose Quintana could be a two-word player. But I also feel I would have more faith in Tyler Anderson to do that than Jose Quintana just because Jose Quintana is clearly trajecting worse. If that makes sense. No, I mean, Jose Quintana by no means is anywhere near the pitcher he was when he was with the White Sox, right? And that's 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 the Jose Quintana that most people think of remember you know, when they hear his name, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's who they remember because he hasn't been relevant since then, right? So you don't remember Jose Quintana from the last four years because why would you? He wasn't that good. Um, which, so, which also was good. As much as I liked him, now he was a Cub. So and that deal yeah. didn't work out in the Cubs' favor. So it was it was good. Yeah, and and I mean he was a. Like I said twenty nineteen was a fine season. He, I mean he he put up respectable numbers. Um, a lot of his WAR that year was probably innings driven, but uh, he. But yeah, he has not been the guy that we remember since twenty seventeen. Um, like it's it's been a while now. Um, but again, uh, he's a starting pitcher. He'll, he'll be 33 next year. I think he's at least shown that he's, you know, durable. I mean, between 2012 and 2019, you know, he pitched 170 plus innings basically every year. Right. Um, last year, again, he was out of the bullpen. So we, we didn't really get to see that longevity out of him, but you put him back on the starting rotation and, and you got a guy who, should theoretically be able to give you 150 innings, right? At least. Absolutely. And that's really what this team needs because the bullpen's so bad. Um, they 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 just they, they need starting pitchers to pitch into the sixth and seventh innings. That's just something they haven't been able to do, other than Tyler Anderson, right? Uh so I, I think he'll I, I think he'll be okay. Like, is this, is this a signing that you get excited about? I'm not excited about this signing, but like, it's, it's fine. This is something <laughs> that I guess that they, this, this is something that they, I guess they need, they need to bring in some starting pitching anyways, because this rotation is just a mess. Um, like I, I, I don't know if I remember a year actually, Donardo, where going into a season, I have just zero optimism about a starting rotation. <laughs> like there's always like one or two guys where you're like, maybe this is the year, you know, maybe this is the year, but it's like this, star, this pitching staff is just terrible. And I don't think any of them are good. May, I mean, you could say maybe Mitch Keller, maybe Mitch Keller. We've been saying maybe Mitch Keller for three years now. Um, so they, they need a lot of help. <laughs> So, Quintana so, is at least a guy that you can put in there, so that it's like one less really crappy guy that you have to start. I guess. No, it's funny you say that. So, like, you had more optimism last year than this year. Is really what you're saying? Yes. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's Rosie Contreras coming. Okay, so I'm talking about like the guys who are going to be in the opening day. So rotation. day one. Day one, day day one, opening day rotation. Like, there's nothing to be excited about. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> fault you there, because just like you said, if if there is anyone, it's it's Mitch Keller, and we're kind of over that, right? It's yeah, yeah. like 
Oh man, can't wait till can't wait to see a full season at Dylan Peters. You know, like, <laughs> well, I was gonna say is even even Baseball America. So we're gonna talk about the the new top ten that Baseball America released, yeah. and of course how they always do like the the projected twenty twenty five you know season what the lineup or rotation will be, and they even had Mitch mm-hmm. Keller as number five starter in twenty twenty five. So that tells you where Baseball America thought of Mitch Keller as well. He's the number five, the the future ace. He's a one. He's a two. Well, Baseball America now says, "Hey, he's a five. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. not good." So, um, yeah, I, I can definitely get on board where you're coming from as far as optimism. Well, because yeah. like last year, you were like, it was like, okay, well, you know, we've got Brew Baker coming off it. Of, like, I mean, there were some people. Chad like, Cole's gonna you know, finally do it. I'm gonna prove you all. I mean, yeah. you know, I was optimistic about yeah. that. <laughs> there were some reasons for a little bit of optimism last year, but like, I just have. I have zero optimism about any of these starting pitchers going into next year. Just none. They have all crushed my soul. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jim. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, Jose Quintana is <laughs> just going to add to that. I'm with you. He's not going to be something to be optimistic about. He's going to be the innings eater. He's going to be a guy there. And if he has a fine season, he has a fine season. And if he can get a Tyler Anderson trade market going again, then cool. But also, it's not as if so far we feel that Ben Charrington really capitalized on Tyler Anderson's trade value, anyways. So, not sure what you're yeah. going to get out of Jose Quintana this year if that's what happens. But that's also another podcast <laughs> that we can get into. Um, but yeah, so Jose Quintana is signed. He is a pirate. All those memes from 2017 you can break out. They're actually true. It's it's legit. He's a pirate, um, and it kind of is what it is right now. It's the first signing, though, as well. I don't know, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't get the vibe that there's really going to do too much this year. Uh, but at least, maybe not completely throwing in the towel with the Jose Quintana signing. They're showing us not not completely. I mean, they could have just waited and just waited. Until it was February, right? And this guy's the leftovers yeah. that we can pick on a minor league deal and this reclamation project. I mean, it's they went out and got the guy. Knowing that it's this early, maybe this was a guy that they did really want and they got him. Just like Marcano. Just like Marco. Man, all right, now I'm done. I'm just all right. <laughs> uh no, it's like again, just to kind of recap, it's fine. I, I I was a little down on it before, but I think being down on it before just had a lot more to do with just not having Miley. I feel a lot better if we had both Miley and Quintana at this point. Like if we had claimed Miley and then we signed Quintana, I'd be like, okay, maybe like we're actually trying to do something. Yeah. All right. Fair point. Well, so <clears throat> talk about Quintana. I guess let's get into the top 10 first. Okay. And then we'll talk about a hitting coach, and then we'll end on a big major signing. So Baseball America did release their new top 10 list for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I saw it, I was I was a bit shocked on the names. You know, not that they weren't good, <clears throat> not that they weren't producing, but how I guess some people have already just shot up to the top 10. For me, the biggest one was Andy Rodriguez. Like, Andy Rodriguez already the number seven prospect. For a Pittsburgh Pirates team, that actually is pretty good. 
So yeah, for the people listening, I guess maybe we, we'll let's to list the top ten prospects that Baseball America released. Number one, O'Neill Cruz. I don't think we're shocked. Number two, Henry Davis. Number three is Nick Gonzalez. Number four, Ronzi Contreras. Five, Slavo Piguero. Six, Quinn Priester. Seven, Andy Rodriguez. Eight, Michael Burrows. Nine, Jared Jones. And then 10, Carmen Majinski. So that rounds it out. So some familiar faces and I think some very new faces in there. Um, yeah, so, so as far as, I, mean, I guess we'll talk about, we can touch on, I mean, O'Neill Cruz, I think is clearly the number mm-hmm. one guy at this point. Um, he's just established himself over this last year as someone who crushed the ball at, you know, his first extended look at, at an upper level. And you put that together with just, just the raw talent that he has. And uh, that gives you a top 20 prospect in all of baseball, right? That's that's what O'Neill Cruz is at this point. O'Neill Cruz now is what Key Brian Hayes was going into this past year, right? How, how Hayes kind of shot up. Like Hayes was always kind of hovering around that 40, 50 range, right? Yeah. And then after 2020, he shot up into the top 15, right? That's where Cruz is now. Cruz was kind of always hovering in that 40, 50 range. After 2021, Cruz is now way up there, um, you know, with 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 some of the best prospects in baseball. Um, and then, you know, after that, I think you could probably say, you know, they, they have Henry Davis, number two, and they have Nick Gonzalez, number three. I think those two are probably like interchangeable at this point. Mm-hmm. Davis maybe gets the, the nudge just because he was a number one overall pick and he's a catcher, right? Um, or Gonzalez plays second base. But I mean, I, I don't think like I, I, I feel very strongly about, uh, you know, both of those guys at some point being like starting major leaguers. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty safe bet right now. Um, Contreras, obviously, we saw him do what he did. He was a guy who I guess you could say also shot up. Right. Um, he definitely did. Was not really was not really on the radar at the beginning of last year, but by all the. By the time all the midseason prospect reports came out, he was he was he was up there, right? I mean, they, he he shot up super quick last year. Yep. Um, same thing with Piguero. Piguero kind of entered top 100 lists in the middle of last year. I am surprised to see Piguero ahead of Priester. You know, because like Priester is a guy who, I mean, heck, going into last year, people were saying he was the best right-handed prospect in baseball and i don't really think he did anything last year to make people sour on him i mean it wasn't like the greatest minor league season of all time but mm-hmm. he was good <laughs> um, so let's talk about that because actually that that had yeah. probably the most chatter that i saw yeah. in this whole top 10 was how is Kern priester not a like a top four prospect um and like you said mm-hmm. like baguero over him so let me let me ask you this because I think what's unique about Priester, he shot up in a year that no one saw him. You know, like the hype around him came in a year where there was no actual stats. There was nothing. It was more or less word of mouth. Like everyone's talking about Quinn Priester's camp, right? Which which you may call it in the COVID season. So it's like his ascent came where there was nothing to actually back it up with. 
You just mentioned how he had a good season last year. It wasn't fantastic, but it was good. So, like, pretend 2020 never existed. All you had was 2019, and now this season came about, and now there's that list. Like, does that make the ranking maybe seem a little fair? Because it wasn't like he was in a like a top 10 guy in 2019, per se. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <clears throat> like, if you took out all of, you know, what scouts saw, you know, over that, that lost season. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, this this ranking makes sense because um, you would say okay, well we saw what Contreras did in Double A, we saw what we saw what Priester did in High A. Contreras should be ahead of Priester, you know this this makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I get the ranking, like I'm I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean Priester's still very clearly in the top 100, right? Um, that's 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 that hasn't changed he's he's still there's still a lot to like about him oh for uh, sure but uh yeah but but uh yeah Pagero jumping over him i don't really know if that says more about Pagero too i mean maybe baseball america is really high on Pagero. and there, there's a lot of i mean if, if you look at fan graphs fan graphs loves Pagero. um fan graphs has Pagero ahead of cruz by the way which is surprising um at least as of right now, I don't, they haven't really updated this and, you know, since mid season, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think people are high on Pagaro, especially the power that he has and that he showed. Right. Um, and then I think it's just, well, this, this system's so deep, especially at the top now, like before we were talking about how the system's really deep with a lot of guys who could be good, but, at the same time, they're probably more like role players, mm-hmm. you know, now the system's deep at the top. Like it's these top six guys um, are all good. Like all they, these are all projected major league starters um, with all star type potential. Yeah. All six of these guys, you know, Um which is something to be excited about because I don't know if we've ever seen that sort of depth in our minor league system. Um, but that's, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Yep. And that's kind of the point I was getting at. So it's, so for one, it might be a little bit of a correction of the, like of of the ranking, you know, maybe we shot them up too much last year based off of just scout reports, like, you know, word of mouth. And so this year it's like, all right, we're going to correct a little bit, but also on top of that, does it really matter if he's air quotes number four or number six? You look at the top six and you look at all the guys there, and just like you said, they're all good. So whether he's air quotes number four, or air quotes number six, I don't think it really matters. There, that's that's a very very solid six guys right there. You know, I don't look at Ronzi, Pigero, or Priester any differently you know i'm like i'm not saying like oh quinn preacher's not that good now i mean no he's he's in a very good club right now of this top six yeah. pirates prospect list so yeah that to me it speaks more in that sense like it's not as if like oh priester is dropping people are down him i just think it's well there's it's really good competition right now to be in that top six and where you're ranked at so um and, and right, and like Pagero, like you're mentioning, he is very young for the level two. Like he's young at what he's producing. I'm very bullish on him. I mean, he's making the Marte trade look much better. I have hopes for Brennan Malone. 
I have hopes. I know this is like a lost season as well for him. This was kind of sour on it, but Peguero mm-hmm. looks to be every bit the guy that you're really hoping for in that deal because the deal at first seemed kind of underwhelming. Yeah. But Peguero is living up to the potential that the deal brought, you know? So that's good. Yeah. No, I agree. Cool, cool. So, yeah, top six all all in good shape right yep yeah but let's round it out so the the, the rest of the bot the bottom four of the top 10 yeah. i mean there's still some production right there yeah and i think um the the name that surprised a lot of people was the number seven number seven andy rodriguez so he shot up right because i don't think andy was in anybody's top 20 no i really. think he hovered around like the 2025 for the most part yeah uh so andy Andy goes from that 2025 20, range and baseball American now has a number seven. And really, if you look at his year, I mean, it's hard to argue with it. Um, he crushed the ball at Bradenton. I mean, he had 140 weighted runs created plus um, 15 home runs. He hit 294, 380 on base percentage, slugged 512. And I, and I, I brought this up in our you know in our group chat like the thing that he also is versatile he's like a versatile catching prospect he caught he played first he played left field but then even i mean before this year he's played a little bit of right field he's played some center field right so he's he's played kind of all over the diamond um and i mean i brought up i brought up dalton varsho as like a, a comparison right like if he could turn into and I think there's a lot of value in a player who can catch, but can also play a bunch of other positions and do it competently and hit, right? Because, you know, you're going to need that backup catcher at least once a week, maybe twice a week. But, um, you know, if you can make it so that your backup catcher also isn't just a black hole and, and, you, you, is just useless the other five days of the week. I think you've got a pretty valuable player here. And I think that's what Andy Rodriguez can turn into. Um, like, I think he can turn into a guy where, yeah, he catches once or twice a week, but then he also maybe plays a game at first base and then he plays a game in left field and then he plays a game in right field. And the next thing you know, he's playing five games a week. Um, and, you know, He's basically an everyday major leaguer, but he's also your backup catcher. Um, I, I think that's what Andy Rodriguez could turn into, especially if he can keep hitting like this. Like if he keeps hitting like this, you have to find a way to just you have to find a way to play him, right? Right. So I think that's that's what's interesting to me about him is just the versatility plus the ability to hit and catch. Uh, and by all accounts, like he's not he's not a bad catcher, right? Like he that's something that he can do in the majors that's intriguing um and, and i think that let's say he hit really well which is, is the hitting alone is deserving of the ranking but just the fact that he can do all that other stuff just makes him so much more valuable right yeah uh you you brought up varsho and, and i kind of i joked i said well, hopefully better you know and it's just because yeah. also hopefully better like i hope he gets better than that but yeah. that he Varsho shows that clear value, as you mentioned, you know, and, and I get what you're getting at. Um, 
but but you are right. You know, I just um based off last season, right, alone. He's also a guy where so in that trade, so it was the Musgrove trade, right, where the Pirates ended up getting um oh god, what's his name now? Uh the pitcher from the Pirates they flipped to the Mets. Uh Luchesi. Yes, yes. They yeah. they flipped him, they got Andy Rodriguez, so that's what happened, and I know all of us, again, just kind of quote back on this. You know, we we're like, why didn't you just keep him? You know, he could have been a good pitcher, and you could have flipped him the deadline. But Andy had a little bit of – maybe there's something there, you know? I mean, he's very, very young. There's the lost season involved, mm-hmm. so we didn't really get to see him and such. And now he comes out this year, and like you said, the bat was there. bat was super impressive. So now it's like, okay, well, maybe this is a very good offensive player. So that's what I was saying. Maybe – hopefully he can be better than Varsho because maybe – and hopefully the bat's going to really be there. Um, but let's go way, way back. And I don't know why, but this is popping my head today right now as you're talking about him, but also a guy who had value because he could do all that. The bat, like he didn't really have too much offense. So it was kind of like Varsho, although Varsho's, Varsho's offense was okay this year, right? It was about average, mm-hmm. but let's go way back in the time machine. Also an ex pirate at one point, Brandon Inge. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was that yeah. catcher, but just so athletic, and like he literally played everywhere. Like we we know of like the Jay Hay played everywhere, but you know Jay Hay couldn't catch. Where the Brandon Inges and and like the Varsho and maybe maybe Andy Rodriguez, the next guy who like literally can play everywhere and catch. Because what they're even saying here, you listed all the spots, but in Baseball America they're talking about how, and Pittsburgh thinks he's athletic enough to potentially even handle second base. Like this is the athleticism we're talking about with Andy Rodriguez, where he's going to have to have a whole you know laundry bag of gloves for all the positions for every right. single game because it's like well I don't know where I'm playing today, so it, it's it's kind of cool like you said it's it's definitely value playing all the different positions right that's why like the J had value the uh, you know he could play everywhere but the bat came. And if he can play everywhere plus catch, you know, and that's the other thing too. Like with this farm, there was absolutely no catching. It was stallings and nothing, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to tell you that this farm is deep and has a plethora of good quality catching, but there's definitely guys with some potential, and Andy is another one of them. I mean, of course, there's now Davis in there. He's the prize possession. Like, he's the next catcher. But Andy Rodriguez could potentially fill in as a catching role, you know, along with Carter Bins and Gutierrez and such. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, his, his offense really did it. And he shot to number seven. So, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he crushed it this past year. So, nice to see him getting some recognition there. Um. And then to round out the top 10, uh, Michael Burroughs, who um, I guess uh, was Bur- Burroughs was the was Burroughs the guy that Tim projected? Yes, that was his guy. <laughs> yeah, so that was his. He said, who's outside the top 20 can be in the top 10. And Tim Williams said Michael Burroughs. So congratulations to Tim. I don't know if he made this list because I know he does some baseball America stuff. So maybe he just did this to prove himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Michael Burroughs, you just want to gloat on this the, upcoming uh, <laughs> show. He's going to be on. Yeah. I told yeah, you we're guys. Gonna get him back on here. And he like, I told you, yeah, it's like, well, you t- Tim, you made the rankings. So. <laughs> um, but no Burroughs shoots 
up to number eight. And I feel like Burroughs is somebody that we don't really talk about a ton, right? Um, he, he's kind of, he kind of went under the radar a little bit this year, even though he pitched well, just because he was, you know, he, he didn't pitch the entire, he threw, had 13 starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that had a lot to do with, you know, none of these guys pitched last year. So there was probably just some, let's be a little careful with some of these guys. But I know he was, he was hurt for a little bit. But I mean, he dominated in Greensboro when he was on the mound. Definitely, he was. I mean, he was Greensboro's best pitcher. Um, you know, better than better than Priester, better than Majinski. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if he was kind of there, and 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 they were and they were thinking that he was, he he could make this jump. He did everything that you know you wanted to see from him last year to uh, to make that jump. Strikeout numbers, huge strikeout numbers. Um, young, right? He'll be 22 next year. So see what he does in double A next year. I think that'll be kind of what that'll be like his make or break because he really hasn't thrown a lot of innings. I mean, he's thrown like a hundred major league innings for his career. So, uh, he's minor league, a minor league innings for his career in three years, really four years actually, because his 2020 was in there. Uh, so I want to see more of Michael Burroughs. Let's just say that I want to see more of him. Because right now it's still all like a small sample size. Yes. So I guess part of me with this, I may have a little surprised on it. Um, just simply for the fact that he probably has reliever built all over him. I, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Even, like even in the write-up here, I think it's most likely he'll be a reliever. He has two really good pitches. Doesn't really have the third one. They're talking about he's working on it but not really like he just kind of said, well, forget it. But now in the Arizona fall league, he's like, all right, well maybe I'll start working on it. Um, yeah. He, he, he's another one. Like, yeah, like he did shoot up and the, the numbers put it there, but I don't, I don't know if I'm fully bullish on him being a top 10 guy, you know, any Rodriguez, he shot up and I'm like, wow. But at the same time, I kind of get it. This one, I'm kind of little, maybe a little confused on, um, but regardless, like he did have a really good year. And I'll put it this way. It's like even it's it's not terrible to be a reliever, right? Like he has he has mm-hmm. potential of being a starter. They're gonna give it to him. But if he could be a reliever, I think he could be one of those lights out relievers. That's what he he definitely yeah. could provide. So um I don't know. I guess it's really all I have with him. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Speaking of relievers, I mean, then you've got <clears throat> these next couple too, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like, are they starters? Are they relievers? Um, I think a lot of people think that they are starters. So that's why they are on this list. But, you know, you got two uh, 2020 draft picks, Jared Jones and Carmen Majinski. Um, I mean, they, they gave Jones a pretty solid, signing bonus, you know, coming out of high school. And the stuff is awesome. Like if you watch his highlights from Bradenton this last year, I mean, his, his stuff, he's got good stuff. Um, and he, and he threw a decent amount of innings, right. Or the being his first season in minor league ball through 66 innings last year. Um, but he struck out 103 batters in those 66 innings. So he, um, I mean, he was he's really got the good. stuff. <laughs> 
I think I th- yeah, I think I think you're looking at somebody who is like at least a reliever, right? And obviously if you can get starter, if you can if he can be a starter, right? That would be great. Um but the the stuff was awesome. I mean, 14 strikeouts per nine innings last year. Age 19, first season. Um, they're they're at Bradenton. Again, just a guy who I want to see just kind of keep progressing uh, through the minors and seeing seeing how he does. I think the difference between Jones and Burroughs, right, is Jones Jones throws four pitches. Um, you know, so he he does have he does have those pitches, um, and and they all seem to mostly be like average you know um so i think that's where he can be the starter um whereas maybe you're looking at burroughs more as a as a reliever right Mm -hmm. yep very fair burroughs clearly had the better performance right the better numbers in the season Mm -hmm. and such where jones didn't you know, looking at 2.2 ERA opposed to a 4.64, but like when you like you're saying, look at the stuff or whatever. Jones has a much larger repertoire than than Burroughs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like how those numbers are just eye popping, right? The 66 innings pitched, 103 strikeouts. And you look at it, he had a 30, all equate to a 34 percent K rate. Like, yikes! <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, Crazy. yeah, I mean, he's got to develop. Mm-hmm. And if there's, you know, some good development, maybe he can, you know, give you something. He can be a starting pitcher. Um, but like you said, if not, if you put that in the bullpen, like, can it get even better? Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you, if you watch Jerry Jones, he has like a really high effort delivery, right? Like he, he throws the ball like a reliever. You don't see too many starters throw the ball with the effort that he does. Um, so I think that's another reason why you just you just look at him and you're like, this guy's a reliever, right? Mm. Just because of just because of how hard he looks like he's working out there. Um, so maybe that's another thing where you know, maybe he's maybe that's just like kind of what he's built to do is kind of be like a, maybe a two or three inning swingman type guy, but a really good one hopefully. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, the Pirates have a lot like, of those, but not really yeah, good ones. But but like the delivery is something where like if you watch them, you're like, I don't know if this guy can throw 180 innings like this. Like, is it is it even possible? Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Like I said somebody definitely interested in seeing him move up the ladder. Um, and then then that brings us to the number ten, which is Majinski. Um, another guy you saw, right? Another guy I saw. Um, when I saw him, he also kind of like I, I was thinking reliever as well. Um, but I, maybe that was just the night I saw him. He, he was just maybe a little off. I, I only really saw him throw two pitches. Um, so so that's kind of where I was like, yeah, let's see where see where this is. Um, but uh, the fastball definitely is good. Um, he's got he's got stuff. Um you know, they, he seems to be an advanced arm, right? He, he was in high A this past year. Um, hopefully, you know, can kind of progress through the system pretty quickly uh, and get and get to Pittsburgh a little bit quicker than some of these other guys. Um, but yeah, another, another high draft pick. Um, you know, Majinski was somebody who also didn't, didn't really throw that much this year. He, he had some injury issues. 
So that's another thing to watch there is, you know, can he stay healthy for a whole year? And if not, then, you know, maybe, maybe bullpen is, is his role. I don't know. Yeah. I must've seen Majinski on an off night because like, I wasn't super impressed with him. Um, a lot of people seem high on him though. So I'll take, I'll take their word for it. So uh, this is definitely a guy like out of the draft. Jeez. Excuse me. Out of the draft. I, I think both of us were kind of excited about this draft pick, you know, like what he could bring clearly already he's in the top 10. Um, comes comes with some warning issues, right? I mean, just like the, the last three we've talked about. Uh, they're not the top six guys. You know, these aren't the studs. These aren't the stars. They all have the upside, though. Uh, as you mentioned, maybe you didn't see it, but a lot of people are talking about the, the arsenal he has as well. Um, but some of the things, so the health, and maybe the health was part of it too. You know, like his knock this year was the fact that like his velocity was all over the place. You know, is he a high 90s guy? Is he a low 90s guy? Like they're not sure yet. Like he, he can touch 98, they believe, but then he's like in the low 90s sometimes. So, you know, again, maybe there's more of health. We can build upon that and see what's there this upcoming year. But also a guy, like you mentioned, with uh, the Jones, you know, Majinski, not as high, but 30% K rate. I mean, he was striking out guys. Um, so some intrigue there as well, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I've, I'd like this guy coming out of the draft. Well, I should say coming out, but once the Pirates drafted him. Looking at him, I like that pick. So, reaping some benefits already. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're looking at someone who can you know he'll he'll at least be a major leaguer, right? Um, he some I think fashion he pitched pretty well. If I don't, I mean, I have to look back, but I thought he pitched pretty well in the fall league too. So, you know, that helps getting him a little bit of extra work there. They clearly like him. I mean, they they moved him to AAA at the end of the year just to kind of get more work. Yeah, I think he only played one game there for an in indie, but I mean, I would expect him. He's in Altoona next year, and you know, he, he's kind of a fast track guy, like the you know college pitcher. Your college college pitchers don't really need a ton of time down there in the minors. They, you know, they they've they've been polished a lot, you know, already. So, yeah, we'll see. There you go. <clears throat> so that rounds up. Let the me top ask you 10. this. Yeah, I'll say, let me ask you this. Who are, are you surprised somebody's left out? Is there anybody who you're surprised isn't in this top 10 list? Um, good question. So I have, I have one person who I'm surprised is not in here. You're actually making, okay. I have to look over some because. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> um, I don't see. I don't. I don't think so. Not really. Who would you be surprised on then? I'm surprised Miguel Yahore is not in. Oh, here. really? Yeah. Is I mean, I think I I think you we've seen like enough of Miguel Yohore that like you can project him to like you can safely project him to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues at this point, and I mean that alone I think puts him like 
behind Andy Rodriguez. Like I, I'm, I, I, if I were to look at this list, Yohore would be eight. Number eight. Yeah, I would have Yohore ahead of any of those those last three pitchers. So I don't know. I don't know. And, and maybe it's so maybe the intrigue, the unknown is what set those other three. Cause you has been up there. Of course there was injuries. It wasn't, he had like a, a successful major league season this year, but maybe just the fact that like, we know he's not going to be a top of the rotation guy. He's probably going to be the bottom part. Um, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not a one or two, but like, I mean, I, I feel like he's, it's, he's like a safe bet to be like a number four or five. Yeah. For quite, I, for, I agree with that. I agree with that. And really, for the most part, those guys are like, that's their role too. If they hit that, if they're not a reliever, yeah. that's what they are. So right. I mean, that's a fair point. That's, I don't know. That was one name that I would have expected to be on the list. That's all. Yeah. So not Marcano though. Not Marcano. Oh, yeah. shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe if he learns to do more than drag bunt or like slap hit. You know, then yeah, there. maybe. All right. Well, that rounds that out. And then I guess really the only other piece of news we have is the Pirates did hire a hitting coach. Yes. So Andy Haynes who's been all over the NL Central, is now taking his turn with the Pittsburgh Pirates to complete that. <laughs> so he comes with the Brewers. Pirates hire Andy Haynes. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I think you can... I, I don't know enough about him to really say this guy is, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. I do like, I mean, if you're the hitting coach for the Brewers, the last three years, I mean, the Brewers have put together some solid hitting performances. So our, uh, our, you know, if you look at what Luis Ure, uh, Urias has done, right. Then, you know, that's nice to see him going from potential to couldn't hit to could now hit. But then you also look at maybe somebody like Keston Hiera and you're like, what happened there? Why, why is it that, you know, he was awesome. And now he's just, you know, uh, a pumpkin as Tyler would say. So, right. um, you know, but I mean, it happens, I guess, so in major leagues, it's hard to, it's hard to stick around. So I, I'm not going to blame any of any of that really on the hitting coach. So I don't know. I, and, and in this, in this day and age, honestly, the, the role of hitting coach has changed so much. Like your hitting coach, isn't really the one who should, not really should, but the hitting coach isn't really the one that's making people better hitters, right? Um, you know, hitters are now expected, hey, if you need help, go find help. They get help over the offseason, and then they come to the major league team, and the hitting coach just needs to basically strengthen what they learned during the offseason. So a hitting coach is a really weird, pos- weird position now because I don't really know how much teaching goes into hitting coaches nowadays. Like everybody has their own hitting coach that they deal with and then you leave them, you know, when the season starts and then you've got this new hitting coach. And so like the job of that new hitting coach is basically just to, Hey, what was working for you before? Let's just keep doing that type. I tell you, it's, it's a weird position. I don't really know. I don't really know how it's, uh, 
I, I don't know how it's going to work. We'll see. Yeah. I, so like <clears throat> some people are out there pointing, like you're talking about like the, the players, like mm-hmm. the brewers. Right. And it's like, well, look what he's done to these guys. You know, like, well, look what he's done to the Yelich. Now Yelich comes up and he's, he's killing the ball. And then you want to be like, what? then Yelich also was terrible. So it's like, does he <laughs> yeah. get the, does he get the love for it or does he get the hate for it? You know, uh, or does he get anything for it? Like, does he really even any difference maker in that sense? <clears throat> yeah. Now what's kind of cool is like, he has been around, he's been around baseball, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only like 40 years old, I think something like around there, but I was like a 20 year, like <clears throat> list of coaching and, and such in baseball. Um, he's been around guys, but I mean, he's, been around with Chili Davis, you know. So he seems like he's probably has a plethora of knowledge, right? He's still young, yeah. so he's got like the old school, maybe the new school mix to him. And on the other side, too, is like things that he talks about. <clears throat> Think about like what we were talking about with uh, like pitching coaches, what we want to see. I, I feel a great vibe from that, where he is the guy that's like, I'm not, I'm not changing your swing. I'm not telling you like you have to do this and do that. You know, here's our philosophy. It's, you know, guys come to the swing. That's the swing they've made a major league career out of. And I'm here to enhance that. So mm-hmm. kind of like with the pitching, right? We're going to, here's your strengths and we're going to build upon that. It's kind of the vibe. I I guess I, I see from him. Uh, I read into from him. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's just, it's, I think always with these, you know, these coaches, it's a wait and see kind of game right almost every hire especially like this right like you're gonna be like well you can really hate it or love it but you're never really gonna know until the season starts i mean like look at oscar marine you know we're very bullish on oscar marine like oh my god look look he's comes from the houston astros and he believes in all this and this and like here we are now mm-hmm. basically two seasons later we're like what has oscar marine done so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's yeah. kind of wrapping this up. That's that's where I'm with him. Like, okay, this is all cool. I'm reading this stuff, but let's see how it translates. Yeah, we'll see how it translates. And 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 I don't really know how much these people really matter. Yeah, honestly, I I don't know. We'll see. I feel like hitting coaches get a lot of a lot of blame put on their shoulders when things are going bad. And then when things are going good, you know, no one really talks about him. So <laughs> hopefully we just don't hear much from him because if we don't hear much about him, it means they're doing a good job hitting. Right. But and the other side too is yeah. like, when you look at this team, he's being dealt a hand with a lot of bad hitters. So like, don't expect this year coming up where it's like, Oh my God, Andy Haynes came in. Like, Look at this team now. They're just pummeling the ball. They're probably not going to. And then when they still don't, don't also blame Haynes for them not performing because you have to have talent to hit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. At the end of the day, the, the hitters are the ones that are now, standing up there. At the end of the day, if Brian Reynolds has a 98 way to run created plus, maybe worry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Then we have, we have a lot, a lot to work. Honestly, that, that's, that's, we have a lot more to worry about than the uh, the hitting coach if that happens. <laughs> that too, that too. But yeah, yeah like if, if you're seeing the, yeah, if he turns into like, you know, the Kristen Yelich, right? If he comes over and like he, Brian Hayes turns into like Kristen Yelich now, like, yeah, let's, let's worry. Maybe, maybe he was the problem <laughs> yeah. over the Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. 
But all right. Um, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much that. Touch on it a little bit here. Was there anything else that we wanted to bring up before we got out of here? I don't think so. Uh, um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Guys. How are you guys are celebrating? Good call. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, and we'll see you later. So with that said, bye-bye. See you guys.